The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. Again today, I have with me Sheila Chaffin, colleague, friend, and reader. Hi, guys. It's nice to be here again. Today, we're going to be reviewing Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. I'm just going to start applauding now. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I have to thank Sheila for this one. Um, As you, well, I'll just be honest, I am a weirdo who tends to thumb her nose at what is popular and on everyone's radar. I call it a character flaw, but (laughs) because of that, I bypassed this book for about a year. I kept seeing it on all the bestseller shelves and on all the charts, and so I just chose not to read it. But then Sheila came in one day and gave it two unabashed thumbs up, and so I took it. Um, I pulled what she said on a previous podcast, picked it up one day, and finished it the same day. Did you really read it? I noticed you had it at school. Yeah, couldn't put it down. I had started and got through like the first chapter, but then I took it home on the weekend, finished it all up. Definitely applause worthy, like you said. I It was one of the best reads, and I just lucked up and got it for a birthday gift. Oh. And I thought, oh, okay, so I'm going to read this. Yeah, so that was a nice gift. It was. Um, well, it's also a New York Times bestseller. It spent 48 weeks on the list. It is one of the Reese Witherspoon Book Club picks and has sold over a million hardcover copies. And I hear there's a movie adaptation. I know. I've already tried to think who is going to be the main character in my head. Oh, yes. With her dark hair. Dark hair. hmm. I kept thinking of a young Brooke Shields, but I guess not so much. Out of the picture. Yes. Yeah. And they'll have to have several people, I guess, to go through her. Her lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. That may be a fan fan page there. Who will play who? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I have to think about Tate, too. Ooh, I liked him. I know. Well, this is a murder mystery, a coming-of-age narrative, and a celebration of nature in the marshes of North Carolina. Um, The author, Delia Owens, is the co-author of three internationally best-selling nonfiction books about her life as a wildlife scientist in Africa, She's won the John Burroughs Award for Nature Writing. She's been published in Nature and the African Journal of Ecology and many others. She currently lives in Idaho, but Where the Crawdads Sing is her first novel, which I find amazing. I know. It it, it makes sense, though. After reading it, I thought I kept thinking, how did this woman so know so much about nature and animals and how they have relationships. And there was a lot of that in there, but it was written in such a way that I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, in addition to her work, uh, she grew up in Alabama, and she and her family spent a part of every summer in North Carolina. Even as a child, she loved the outdoors, and her mother taught her much about nature and encouraged Delia to explore far into the oak forest, saying, go way out yonder where the crawdads sing. So this explains the title and a a little insight into the area and the main character. I wondered where the title came from. I'm Mm -hmm. glad to know that. So this does take place in the marshes of North Carolina and alternates between the 1950s and early 60s when the protagonist is a young girl. And it picks up and flashes back and forth uh, 
1969 upon the discovery of the body of a local football hero, Chase Andrews, and the subsequent murder trial in the early 70s. I, I And I don't always enjoy flashbacks in books. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to start and just move forward. But I found this intriguing, and I think it just added to the book. It did, because as you went back, you kept getting a little bitter glimpse of what was going on. Exactly. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the main character is a young girl known as Kaya. Well, she's young when it starts, but yeah, it really goes through her entire life. Um, her given name is Catherine Danielle Clark, but Kaya is, she's illiterate, barefoot, wild, and unkempt. She's the youngest of five children. Her family lives in a small shack out in the marshes. Her pa is a wounded World War II vet, but he's also an alcoholic and is physically and mentally abusive. So when Kaya is six, her mother packs a suitcase and walks away from the family, never to be seen again. Eventually, and not eventually, it's just within a brief amount of time after that, all of Kaya's brothers and sisters leave the abusive home, and Kaya's left with just her pa for a while. When you're reading it, you think, how can this happen? This couldn't happen. But the way she told the story, it made it believable that she was left alone in the marsh. Yes. And, you know, in a way you thought, how could the mother do this? How could the brothers and sisters do this? But it was kind of a a fend-for-yourself, fight-for-your-life situation. It was. And the fact that her mother, mental breakdown, really, and didn't realize what she was doing. It was nice to know in the end that that had happened, and that was the reason for her mother leaving. And that she felt like she was actually protecting the kids. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, she is left home with Pa for a while, but he's rarely home. And by the age of 10, he's completely gone. And Kaya's abandoned and left to fend for herself, which she does with amazing resiliency. Yes. I, I, as a 10-year-old, the 10-year-olds I know, I'm not so sure that they could do that. But she was raised to fend for herself. So it kind of helped. Yeah, and even between 6 and 10, when he was still there, she did everything. She learned to cook. She cleaned. You know, she did everything. And that, I, I thought it was interesting, her, the way her mind would flash back to, I kind of remember my mom doing this. And her yes. first foray into making grits. Uh, that she, was very interesting. She I had like seen that. it done, but couldn't couldn't quite pull it off. It, it took several years, I think, for her to get that down. <laughs> That's a skill. <laughs> it is. I still can't make grits. <laughs> well, once her dad abandoned her, um, like we said, her survival instincts kicked in, and she remembered skills mo- her mom had taught her, and one of those was collecting mussels when the tide was low. And so one day when she realizes she has nothing, uh, no food, no gas in the boat. She fills two bags full of mussels, boats down to Jumpin's Gas and Bait, and barters her first deal of mussels in exchange for money and gas, uh, which gets her by for quite some time. Yeah, and at that time, I was so glad they introduced Jumpin and his wife's characters because I really, really enjoyed them and how they took her in and loved her. Yes, they were almost like grandparents to her. Yeah. They were compassionate to her plight, certainly, and they donate, started by donating care packages of clothing and other necessities, um, but they're almost, you know, surrogate parents or grandparents. They 
Mabel kind of guides her through growing womanhood and, you know, lots of parts of their life and jumping protects her at all costs, I think. Yes, I think he knew her life, but he jumped in there and helped when he could, but he didn't take over. That's right. They were great characters. You're listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura, and with me is Sheila in the Book Review Podcast Center of Henson Oakley. Did you realize that over time your teeth can start to look not so white? Lots of things can cause this. I've experienced it myself, Sheila. (laughs) Your teeth look good to me, Laura. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening. For a wider, brighter smile, visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is for you. Besides the friendships with Jumpin' and Mabel, Kaya's only other friends were the treasured birds and animals of the marsh. That is, until she met Tate. We were just talking about Oh, Tate. Oh, Tate. Curly blonde hair. Team Tate. (laughs) One day, Tate was out boating at the same time Kaya was, and she had lost her direction, and Tate kindly directed her home, and this was the first event of their long relationship. Over time, they shared their love of nature. He even teaches Kaya to read. And at this point, as much as I liked Tate, I thought this is unrealistic. This pre-teen boy or teenage boy being so generous and nurturing to this girl. I, I'm i glad you said that because the whole time I thought, uh, I don't know a teenager who would take the time to teach someone to read. And also then didn't he end up telling her about her menstrual cycle before she he went did. to Miss Mabel? He did. And, uh, you know, just the initial like leaving her little gifts of feathers and things like that. Yeah. Fairy tale. I know. But then, you know, I think part of it was he at first looked at her as a replacement for the sister he tragically lost. Oh, that's true. Um, And then it kind of budded into more of a love situation. Um, But all throughout, no matter how, if it's a sister love or a romantic love, he is nurturing and protective of her throughout the entire book. Yes, which a man should be. I like that about Tate. Good point. Good point. Well, Kaya is known as the Marsh Girl, which is not a friendly moniker. Um, They consider her mysterious and undesirable, someone to be avoided. The people in the town make fun of her. She spent one day in school and was ridiculed so much she never went back. Um, She is used to being abandoned and comfortable with her isolation, And she has set about painting in watercolors all these marsh life forms, such as mushrooms and seabirds and grasses. I think she picked this up from her mother. Yes, I think so. Um, So now she she had learned to read and she could document and illustrate her love of nature, which eventually becomes her moneymaker. Yes. Little did they know she was going to turn into a millionaire, maybe. I know. Well, we've been singing the glowing reviews of Tate. Well, there's another character, Chase Andrews. As the book opens, his body is discovered. He's been murdered. Um, And there is this involvement with Kaya slowly unfolding drama through the book. And so through alternating time periods, Kaya's life and the truth of Chase Andrews' death kind of weave an engaging story. Yes, 
you're right. It it helped a lot. And then the thought that she had been left so many times that I think she settled for good old Chase, even yes. though he was a football hero and handsome. I think the connection was never there and she knew it, but she at that time realized what lonely was. Yes. And she was so desperate for someone in her life. You're right. She did settle. And I don't know that she ever truly believed what he was feeding her, but she sure wanted to. She wanted to desperately. And I think part of it was um, maybe a little retaliation. Yes, getting back at Tate, who I really didn't think would ever leave her. I didn't either. It made me so sad. And, you know, his explanation, again, was kind of a protecting of her. But he let it go on too long. Way too long. Somebody should have intervened. <laughs> well, should we spoil that part? Oh, let's know. let it go. Because it's the go. end of the book. But I did see it coming. Did I, you? Well, I hoped it was coming. I sure did. Um, shed a few tears on this one also. Laughed out loud. Ran the gamut of emotions, I think. Yes. This is definitely a book You start on a Saturday morning and you finish when you go to bed at night. Absolutely. Yes, it is what I just, I really didn't want to put it down. I had some other things to do and I timed it out. Okay, I have to be done by this time. (laughs) But it was definitely worth it. I'm glad you got that as a birthday gift and shared it with me. I love to share books. I've passed it on again. Yay. Well, guys, you should pick this one up as well and pass it on and read it as well as many others. Thanks again for tuning in today. I'm open for other book recommendations or ideas as well as format suggestions and recommendations. Feel free to access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. To you too. You've been listening to Read Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. 